We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brian, you feel pretty good about defense, right, for Notre Dame right now? This is one that we've talked about. I, I think we said it on Tuesday. This is about just continuing to do what you do, man. Don't mess things up. And I know that for us, like, the, the best defenses for me are ones that the offenses that they go against, they keep them who they are and then take away what they do well, right? So what they are, what Pitt is on paper right now is they are a bad running team. They are bad. Sebo Flemingster, I know he's coming off of his best game this year. He ran for over 100 yards last week. I get that. But he's averaging 4.1 yards a carry. Rodney Hammond's averaging 4.1 yards a carry. This team is just not a very good run defense. So first key to victory as we get into this one on the defense side of the football, don't let them run the football this week, man. Dominate the run game. Make them one-dimensional because we'll get into it, but if if Pitt becomes a passing offense this week, I, I like Notre Dame's chances. I like Notre Dame's yes. chances. I'll leave it at that. But it needs to start with Pitt is going to come out and they're going to try to get the run game going because that's how they're built. That is like Notre Dame. Similarly, they are built through being good offensive line wise and then be able to get the run game going. Notre Dame needs to come out and dominate the run game to make this team one dimensional because they're not a good running team. They're just not. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you can you can point to Sebo's hundred yard game last week, and and I was happy to see it because I, I really like Sebo. I think he's a you know he's a good kid, and I'm, I'm glad things are working out well for him at Pitt. But you know he averaged four point six yards a carry. That's that's fine. That's nice. You know their other running back had one yard for three carries. So even though he had hundred yards as a as a running back room, they had hundred six yards on twenty six carries. That's that's not that great. And they did it against a Wake Forest defense. That oh no no opponent has had like every every power five opponent they've played this year has gone for more yards per carry than what they had. I mean, Vanderbilt went for four and a half. Georgia Tech went for four nine. Clemson went for four nine. Virginia Tech went for three nine and Pitt went for three and a half. So as a as a team. So even that performance wasn't even that good when you look at the overall team rushing performance, because all the yards were by Sebo. And so to your point, Ryan, they're they're not a good rushing team. They're they're just not. Even their quote unquote good performance wasn't that good because they went for 112 as a team. You know, and, and you take out the Wofford game and they're averaging about 88 or so yards per game rushing. That's it. You know, it's it's um it's not good. Their best yards per attempt game in the season is four point eight against Wofford. Their next best is 4-0 flat against North Carolina. And every other game that they've had, all six other games or five other games, are 3.61 yards per rush or lower. So, yeah, it just – there's no excuse not to dominate the run game. It's just about – it's not about anything anything in particular. It's just execute, come yeah. in and execute. I mean, it, it really comes down to that. It's do your be be locked in, be focused, and execute. And and for Al Golden, don't make this be one of those games where you're trying to show everyone how smart you are, which he has a tendency right. to do. He did that against Central Michigan, and it cost him. Come out, do what you've been doing. Turn the D line loose. Let your linebackers run free, and they're going to rack up a, a lot of tackles, a lot of negatives, and then you're going to put Pitt into a lot of we have to throw the ball situations, Ryan. And to your point. This that that matchup is the biggest mismatch that Notre Dame has will have has had all season and will have all season against a Power Five team. When you look yeah. at the numbers of the Notre Dame pass defense against the Pitt pass offense, so yeah, make it about that, Ryan. To your point, and, and I feel really good about this game for Notre Dame. It's crazy what one offseason does, man. I know you lost Izzy Abaconda from last year, who was a really good running back, but it's like. 
dang, <laughs> one player yeah. has turned you from a, a, a pretty dang good rushing offense to a bad rushing offense in one offseason? Because, like, they didn't lose. I know, like, they lost Matthew Goncalves at right, left tackle to injury this year, which was a big loss. But, like, other than that, they lost, like, Marcus Minor. Like, n- n- nobody substantial from an offensive line perspective, but they're struggling up front, man. And when a team is struggling – Continue to let them struggle, make them struggle more. That's <laughs> the biggest mm-hmm. thing for me, right? So Notre Dame's defensive line, get after it this week, man. That offensive line is is you can you can have your way with that one. You can have your you way with that one. Give the linebacker some easy reads, get into the backfield as well, get downhill, post trigger, and it should be a good time, man. It should be a good time. If we come out of this game and it's like Notre Pittsburgh ran the ball a lot better than we anticipated, it's like Oh, that's not good, man. That's not good. I, I think back a little bit, Brian, because I know that it wasn't a – it didn't end up being a great rushing performance by him. But, like, you remember last year against Stanford when we came in that game? It's like that team is a terrible rushing performance. But they, like, outdid as they were as a rushing team on the year. Yeah. In the football game where I'm just like, yeah. that's not good, man. Like, leave them a bad – keep them bad. Keep them bad in that area. Like, it was one of those things where Stanford didn't rack up a lot of yards in that yep. game. And it wasn't like they went out and just like, oh my gosh, they ran for, you know, 250 yards against Notre Dame. It was a vintage Stanford performance. No, they rushed for 97 yards in the game. But some of that was like, you know, sacks and things like that. And like Casey yeah. Filkins rushed for, I'm putting it up, he rushed for 91 yards and it took 32 yeah. carries to get there. But it's just like, it just was like three and four and they just couldn't make stops. And then whenever they needed a play, he would then go rip off you know, a seven yard run. And it just was like, how are you not stopping? How how are you not completely dominating this team? And you look at it and you say the numbers weren't all that impressive. But then when you, when, when you look at what Stanford, who Stanford was last year running the football, that 97 yards was one of their top five performances of the season up to that point in time in the season. And, and, you know, it just was one of those things where, you know, that was a team last year, Ryan, that in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their 12 games last year rushed for under, 100 yards uh you know it just it was uh it can't be like that i think that's a great that's a great analogy because that was another offense a lot like this pit one offensive line can't really open up the run game the backs are tough kids but not real dynamic you know and and the receivers are okay but don't scare you there's just no reason to come out in this game and that team had an nfl quarterback this one doesn't yeah or at least christian veyer may get there someday but he's not there right now because I think you like his arm a little bit, Ryan. I know I'd like his arm. He's <laughs> young and raw, and this is his third start, and it just it shouldn't be now, right? Yeah. It, his his NFL moment can't be now. But this is one of those games where you know this has been one of the Achilles' heels of the of the defense in games they've struggled. And Duke was that way. Louisville was that game. Now, what's interesting is in both games it was the second half where they started having some issues. They actually did a pretty good job shutting Duke's run game down in the first half. I mean, Duke had zero points in the first half. I thought yeah. they did a pretty good job of, of shutting down the, the Louisville run game. The only success I remember Louisville having running the football in the first half was when they were running that little option-looking thing, that little speed option-look pitch type of play. That's it. And then once they shut that down, it was like, okay, they couldn't do anything until the second half. If right. you shut Pitt down the way that you did those teams where Pitt and Duke and Louisville combined for seven points in the first half, if you do that against Pitt, this game's over at halftime, most right. likely. 
you know? And so that's why it's really important that you come out and do that. Cause you've got to get your, you've got to get some answers in your run game. And this is a chance for you to do it. And, and really none of the next four teams are really very good at running the football. I mean, even Clemson, who, who I mean, I really thought they were going to be able to run the football this year. I really did. I thought they're going to be able to run the football this year and at least be good at it. Maybe not great at it, but good at it. And, and they're not even running the ball that well. They're going for like 165 a game. But part of that's because they went for 274 against Charleston Southern, you know, and, and they're coming off a game where they ran for 31 yards against Miami, Florida. So you're not playing a lot of great rushing teams down the stretch. You've got to start getting that part of your game right. Because if you do that, Ryan, it sets up every – I mean, we could literally end it right here, shut down the Duke run game, and it just end it. And be like, all right, that's the keys to the game. Because if they can't run the ball, they have zero chance of scoring on Notre Dame, unless Notre Dame is just comp- – which kind of leads us to the next point, Ryan. But unless Notre Dame just plays with no discipline in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, point number two, as you as you alluded to, is be disciplined, Brian. And it, this is one of those ones where we talked about it again early in the week where it's just kind of like – just keep doing what you're doing. And part of not doing, keep doing what you're doing is don't shoot yourselves in the foot, man. <laughs> don't make stupid mistakes where you're out of position, where you're rotating to the wrong coverage, where you're filling the wrong gap. Those, if, if Pitt's able to break a nice run, for instance, or they create a big play in the passing game, it's more than likely, and this is again, not taking away anything away from Pitt's players, but it's more than likely because Notre Dame made a mistake because there was some mistake that you were not able to like, if they went outside against Benjamin Morrison, could they win a 50 50 ball at some point and maybe make a play that way? Sure. But if a guy is running free down the football field and for a big gain, if a running back is untouched through a hole, it's probably because there was some sort of miscommunication or there was a, a lapse in technique and discipline. Those things are probably more than likely. So, yeah, man, none of those freebies. Those are almost freebies for me. It's like Maris fills the wrong gap, and I'm just using Maris as an example. Maris fills the wrong gap. You got two players in B gap, and then the C gap's wide open, and you break it for a 15, 20-yard run to extend the drive on third and three. Like Sebo can do that, Ryan. You can't do. Yeah. Right. Sebo yeah. can do that. I mean, Sebo's a good football player. I mean, he's not a great football player. I mean, there's a reason he transferred from Notre Dame, and he was buried on a depth chart of even better players. If he was at Notre Dame right now, he's not playing – a whole lot. He's he's not, but that's because Notre Dame's loaded at running back. It's not because Sebo's not a quality football player. I mean, he he he's got good vision. He can make those cuts. He'll he's a sixth year senior. He'll make those cuts. He's a tough and find those he holes. Hard. Yeah, he's a tough runner. He's always but even when he was undersized at Notre Dame, he was young as a young kid. He was a tough runner. He's a yep. tough kid. So yeah, you you have those mistakes and Sebo hurt you for a 15, 20 yard gain, and now all of a sudden you've given them cheap yards and cheap first downs. And, and yep. we always say it, Ryan, and, and I'm, I'm a big believer in this. If a team beats me because they just outplay me and, and they're making plays and they're blocking us and they're completing balls, and then I can live with that. I mean, I'm not happy about it, yep. and we'll make. But what I can't stand is when you give teams yards, when you give them because yes. we made it because we didn't do what we're supposed to do as a, as a team. Freebies. That's what Freebies. drove me nuts as a coach, right? It's like. Yep. If the other team just is covering my receivers and locking us down and you know what, I got to go recruit better players and I got to do a better job getting these coaching these kids to play to the best of their ability. But when we're not doing it because you ran the wrong route or you dropped the pass or like that's us, that's on us. We're, we're taking yards away from ourselves. Those, those are the things that drive me nuts is that is that self-inflicted stuff. And Pitt's just not good enough to hurt you unless you unless you do things that are outside of, of your character, outside of the system. And then that leads yep. to the, the third play, Ryan, which is no big plays. Because that's really all Pitt has 
is big very, plays. I mean, the very interrelated here, very interrelated yeah. the, the be disciplined and no big plays. Cause again, is there a, is there a play where Gavin Bartholomew maybe boxes out a safety and just makes a great play on the football down the field? Sure. It's possible. Can, can Nante Mumfield make a play down the field at some point in this football game? Sure. It could happen. Could Bub means make a play. Yes. They're all capable yep. of it, but more often than not, if there are big plays in this football game, it's going to come back to Notre Dame not doing what they need to do, being outfought mm-hmm. for a 50-50, being in the wrong position, being in the wrong coverage, those types of situations. And hit while they are a bad passing team, one, because quarterbacks are just not there right now, functionally. Offensive line-wise, not very good pass protectors either. They limit the things. But there are some decent pass game weapons. I like uh, yeah. Kanante Mumfield. I think Bud Means is a pretty solid football player. I like Gavin Bartholomew a lot at tight end. If no, if Notre Dame is able, uh, sorry, if Pitt is able to get time to pass the football and the quarterback is playing good ball, then they have some guys that can make some plays yes. down the field. But that yes. that's the game, like Brian, like if you shut down this run game and they become a passing offense. You need to follow that up by not letting them get a lot of big plays, man. Make them yep. work for it, right? Make Kenante Mumfield have to try to win after the catch. Make Gavin Bartholomew have to catch short of the sticks and try to make a guy miss in space. Those are the plays that you need them to make. And, hey, if Kenante Mumfield makes a guy miss in space and gets a first down, great for him, man. Good job. You were a player that made a play. But don't just give up easy explosives in this football game. That would be a backbreaker right. to this defense. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Like what was the ball that I think it was was it NC State that Cam Hart? It was the longest catch he's given up all year. It was a thirty-eight yard gain. It was like Cam's in great position, yep. and it was the best ball Brendan Armstrong threw all day. And it was just like, dude, there's not a lot you can do about that. Make them do that. I can live with that. I, I truly can live with that. But you're not going to do that very often because how many times did yep. Brendan Armstrong do that against their name once? Yeah, and, and that's going to happen. But when you look at this pit team and the upset over Louisville. They had pass plays of 46 yards, 34 yards, 31 yards, and 24 yards. They used big plays. They only caught 12 passes in that game, right? But they went for 16.7 per play. And that played yeah. a big role in that win. You look at the Virginia Tech game. They had a 75-yard touchdown pass from Bub Means. This is on a post route from him, from Dracovic to Bub Means. Tebow Flemister went for 61 yard, had a 61 yard touchdown reception in that game. So you had two, you only scored 21 points, but two of your touchdowns went for 136 yards on two plays. You know, those are, those are things that you look at and say, you, you can't allow that to happen. Same thing in the North Carolina game. They scored 24 points that game. Why? They had some big plays at a 23 yard run. 
by Rodney Hammond. Phil Dracovic took off for a 20-yard run before he got hurt, knocked out of the game. Kanata Mumfield had a 40-yard gain. Gavin Bartholomew had a 30-yard gain. Uh, he had two catches, actually, for 59 yards. He had a 30 and a 29-yard gain, to your point earlier. Uh, you look at the Cincinnati game, uh, Bartholomew had a 60-yard catch. Uh, Mumfield had a 30-yard catch. He had a 38-yard run from Sebo. That was a big part of, of their ability to make a comeback late in the fourth quarter. They ripped off a couple big plays. So, again, when Pitt has been successful, it's come from big plays. Even the, the Wake Forest game, their first touchdown of the game, Ryan, got set up by a 31-yard gain on a pass play on third and 11 or third and 12, something like that early in that first drive, if you remember. And so yeah. if you eliminate the big plays, Pitt has zero chance of 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 beating you in this game unless your offense just gifts them three touchdowns. I mean, it, it, I, I hate to say that, but Ryan, that's just how kind of how bad they've been. Because if right. you look at a lot of these games, they haven't been all that competitive. I mean, at Cincinnati was a 27-21 game, but Pitt scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. It, it yep. wasn't even that close. And Cincinnati's not good. The Virginia Tech game wasn't close. Uh, yep. You know, it just the, – the North Carolina game wasn't really close. The West Virginia game was close score-wise, but Ryan, you watched that game. At any point in time, did you ever feel like Pitt was going to score in the second half and make that a game again? I I didn't. I mean, when West Virginia went up 10-7, I was like, Pitt's done. They got no chance. They're not going to go down and put any drives together, and that's exactly what happened. You know, and you look at Pitt after Virginia took a 17-6 lead, uh, Pitt went six plays for five yards, punt, seven plays, 21 yards, turned it over on downs, five plays, eight yards, turned it over on downs, and then threw a pick. I mean, they had no chance. And that's just who they are. And, you know, you play your game, you play discipline, you give up the big plays, you'll be fine. And here's the thing, Ryan, if you dominate the trenches, this young quarterback will make mistakes. And when he makes mistakes, last key, you got to get the ball. Yep. Well, because I, I think if all the keys happen, Brian, where you're not giving up easy explosives when they're not able to run the football well, if those things happen, quarterback position is going to get forced into some tough situations. Like we, we spent a lot of time talking about Notre Dame offense as far as on third down, you need to be really good, right? And the problem with Notre Dame not performing well on third down is I think a big reason is there's been a lot of third and longs. Like there's been a lot of like long situations to try to convert if you get if you get this pit offense in the third and longs, you are going to have opportunities. Because one, yeah. I think this quarterback is a pretty good athlete. I think he'll try to extend the pocket a little bit and hold on to the football at times. I think he will try to do that. And that gives your pass rush more time to get to him. And then after that, he's a young kid who has only started a couple football games. You have a chance to force him into bit some bad situations. There's no doubt. Those third and yeah. longs, I think, could be the money time for the Notre Dame defense to go hunting. Ryan, when 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 you look at this pit offense and we talk about how their their pass game is not good, here's here's some context that just kind of shows you just how not good it actually has has been this year. So let's let's look at Pitt so far this season. Obviously, Wofford's a, an FCS team. We won't we won't look at Wofford, but the rest of, here's the rest of their opponents and where they rank in passing defense. Cincinnati ranks ninety fifth in pass defense. North Carolina ranks C 70. Let's go find North Carolina 90th in pass defense. West Virginia ranks 66th in pass defense. Virginia tech ranks eighth 
It's pretty good. They threw a 75-yard touchdown pass against them. Louisville ranks 62nd, and then Wake Forest ranks 86th. So it's not like they're doing this against really good pass defenses either. You know, and uh, here's a cool stat for you, Ryan. So I did some data on this last night because a statement that I made in, in my article about the defense today is that Notre Dame has arguably the best, best pass defense of college football. I mean, I think it's at least arguable. Ohio State's got a very good one. Michigan's got a good one, at least on paper. Penn State's got a good one, at least on paper. But when you look at it in context of who they've played, here's here's an interesting stat for you. I thought you'd appreciate this. So in, in order for me to, to evaluate, I'd like to look at who have you played. And Notre Dame has played three top 30 passing offenses, including two in the top 15. Uh, with USC, Louisville, and then Ohio State. It, they're all top 30 teams. And, no, and and the Penn State's played one top 60 defense. So Penn State has faced one – I'm sorry. Penn State has played one offense that ranked higher than 70th in passing offense. That was Ohio State. And the rest of their opponents ranked 82nd, 102nd – I'm sorry. This is Michigan. So Penn okay. State's only played one team ranked higher than 70th. Notre Dame is ranked, has played three. Michigan's highest-ranked pass offense they faced is UMass at 82nd. Oh, UMass. The though. rest of their – yeah, the rest of their pass offenses rank uh, uh, 85th, 102nd, 120th, 123rd, 125th, 128th, and 129th. So – Notre Dame, as I said, has held, held the Notre Dame held USC. So the three best pat the three really good pass offenses they faced, they held Notre Dame 60 yards or held Ohio State 60 yards below their season average, held USC 123 yards below their season average, and held Louisville 140 yards below their season average. Notre Dame this season, despite playing a significantly tougher passing offensive schedule has held opponents 61.4 yards below their season average. Penn State's at 52.1, and Michigan is only 28.3. This is why I say let's pump the brakes on how good Michigan is until they actually play someone with a pulse, especially offensively. You know, Maybe they will be great. We'll see. But you have no idea right now. But I think that speaks volumes to how good this Notre Dame pass defense has been this season. Is that they're not they're not they're they don't rank in the top five in passer rating yards allowed per attempt total passing defense fewest touchdowns and all that kind of stuff because they're not playing anybody they're doing it because they're just that good and they don't have the pass rush that Michigan and Penn State have could you imagine if Notre yeah. Dame had the pass rush that those teams had so I just have a hard time seeing this defense allowing Pitt to throw the ball on him if they're locked in that that's that's why we. It, Circle back to the beginning as we wrap this up, Ryan. That that's where this comes down to. This matchup is so one-sided that the only way Pitt has a chance is if Notre Dame just is not mentally in this football game. If it's like it was, and that's why I love the example you brought up to Stanford because, like, I don't know what it was. Stanford was way worse than Pitt. Yeah, and it still beat you because you you just could see the energy level in the scene. Just like they don't want to be here right now. Like they're just they're just not they they're just not ready to be here. As long as we don't see that, this really should not be a competitive football game. It really shouldn't. Okay. And I mean, I'm talking. Okay. It could be 21 to nothing. I mean, like, where the offense doesn't play great because Pitt's defense is actually decent, but this this offense should not. This offense should not at all be able to move the ball with any kind of consistency. Maybe get a big player two here and there, 
but it just it should be a dominant performance. It really should. It should. I think this one's going to come down to preparation and mindset coming into this football game. I and mean, we could talk about all the keys to victory, and they all matter, obviously, as far as offensive line playing well, stopping the run game defensively, forcing a, a young quarterback into some bad mistakes. Obviously, those matter. But I think the biggest key, and coming off of that, Brian, is that this one's on the coaching staff and this team to get yourself mentally prepared to play this football game. If you're locked in, you had a good week, a good week, two weeks of preparation, and you feel mm-hmm. and you're feeling positively about the progress, then you should roll this one. You absolutely should. But there's always that that just that little but but what right. if in the because you always mind. think well they, they should have done that in 2018 they should have done that in 2012 they should have done that right. in 2013 against Pitt I, yes absolutely right absolutely I, right I think that Notre Dame could be their worst enemy and that but that I think that is the only way that Pitt could even compete or win this football game is that if Notre Dame is their worst enemy you know if, right. if Notre Dame comes out low energy give up a couple of big plays maybe turn the football over a couple of times offensively like that's how Pitt shocks you in this football game i I don't see it happening but i'd be lying if i didn't say it hasn't crossed my mind at least once over the last week and a half especially since we saw it a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago now against louisville and if you want and, and somebody just pointed out in the chat but like that's a perfect example i mean you know i'm not doing the transitive property thing but what i am saying is we know that louisville's a good football team we saw them in person ryan you and i have broken down their film we know there are some NFL players on that team on both sides of the ball, and even guys that may, maybe aren't NFL players. Like I don't know if Jawar Ward Jordan's big enough to be an NFL guy. I have no idea. You're an NFL guy, but here's what I know: that's a good college football player. Very good. That's yeah. an athletic kid. And Pitt beat them by 17. Why? Because they turned the ball over three times. Why did yeah. Louisville almost lose to an NC State team that's not very good that Notre Dame blew out? This is a this is because this is an example. Louisville smacked Notre Dame. Notre Dame smacked NC State. Louisville was lucky to beat NC State. Why? Three turnovers. That's that's it. So a, a superior football team can get beat or or have an ugly win over a not very good team if they're not locked in, not sharp, making mistakes, giving up big. Because what did Louisville do? They gave up big plays on defense. They turned the ball over on offense. Ball game. Yep. You know, that's it. That That was the game, Ryan. That was the game. And Notre Dame can't allow that to happen. And it comes down to what you're what you've said, just be locked in. If they're locked in, this is gonna be a W. May not be pretty, but it'll be a W. And we'll see how that goes. No doubt about it. So that is the Notre Dame keys to victory. We're gonna get into predictions next. It's gonna be very interesting because I have not seen Brian's predictions. I know he has seen mine, but we'll get into how we see it going. So maybe some, throw some game balls out there, but that's going to do it for this portion of the podcast dedicated to the defensive side on the Notre Dame game against Pitt this weekend.
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 